Hello everyone, I'm Frank Rock and welcome to From the Hacks, Waking Up with the Briar. On today's episode, my guest is Olympic gold medalist Mark Kennedy of Team Northern Ontario. We also recap action from today's three draws and fill you in on which teams have advanced to the championship pool. In draw 16 action at the 2021 Briar Wildcard Team Howard, continuing their incredible round-robin run, winning their fourth straight game 8-6 over Northern Ontario. The win moves Team Howard to 6-1, while the loss drops Team Jacobs to 5-3. And, and they will now watch this evening's draw to see if they will qualify directly for the championship pool or if it will require a tiebreaker. After the game, Scott Howard and Wayne Madoss spoke about how pre-event preparation has been the key to the success of Wildcard Team Howard. Oh yeah, I'll go first. Um, yeah, we've prepared really well um, coming into this event. Uh, the month before we, when we got the invite, we uh, put everything in a row and uh, trained really hard. Uh, I just wanted to build my confidence. Uh, we had, we were lucky enough to curl in Penetang uh, for last month. Built a lot of confidence and um, just got to make a couple shots and then leave skipper an easy draw to the eight foot and hit and stay if we possible. But um, you know what? Um, I've uh, played lead a lot in my. Uh, career and uh the runbacks were always uh, difficult for me but it looks like it's clicking this week and uh, things are going good what scott said about being prepared i'm going to uh chalk that up to our coach he had a lot of experience with uh, what he did with team your head our coach has been ex- outstanding at getting us prepared for every game and for every team and uh, he's done all the things an awesome coach should do so really thanks goes out to Glenn howard yeah Another draw 16 action, Alberta moved to 5-2 and two for the week with an 11-2 win over UConn, while Manitoba were handed their second consecutive loss, 7-4 by BC. As it stands now, there is a possibility of a four-way tie in Pool A at three losses, but there is a much greater likelihood that the tie will be between two or three teams with only one tiebreaker necessary. And finally, in draw 16, wildcard team McEwen won their morning game 12-3 over the Northwest Territories, but results of other games meant that Mike McEwen and his team will not move on to the championship pool. After the game, Colin Hodgson spoke about how the difficult start of their week was deflating and how the circumstances of being in the bubble made it difficult for the team to get their minds off that tough start. You know, it was built up as this big thing for us that we had to look forward to I guess or I guess it was in some ways an anxiety um, and then we got here and then kind of that balloon burst and it's a deflating feeling and I think we did a really good job earlier in the year when we had the same situation we went to Penticton and we performed extremely well um, but we had some different avenues things we could do we could you know spend time together be outside played basketball in the snow went on hikes and walks in the mountains it was really cool experience and um you know the the restrictions of, of this you know for good reason how however but no you know it's it's different in draw 17 action, wildcard team Cooey defeated Quebec by a score of 10-5 to to move the record to 7-1. and With the loss, Quebec was eliminated from championship pool contention. After the game, Ben Hebert spoke about how his team will have to play even better in the championship pool if they hope to advance to the playoffs. Yeah, well, we're going to have to play great. There's uh, you know, no more easy games out there. And I think uh, we've seen a lot of the, you know, the top teams look like they're going to be rolling through here into the championship pool. But that's what you expect. You don't think that you're going to go there and... There's no more soft games at the bar. Every game is going to have the uh, the playoff mentality of the of the semis and the final, and 
you know, we're in a good position going in. I like where we're at, um, seven and one, and we control our own destiny uh, to still still claim the top spot if, if we run the table. So that's a good place to be. But, uh, you know, we're going to have to pick up our game a bit. We've been playing pretty good, but you uh, – few misses out of you know maybe me and john not setting us up early enough that we need to get on the same page maybe you're on on beach and kev and if we do that we're going to be real tough to beat another draw 17 action ontario qualified for the championship pool with an eight to four win over pei while canada also advanced to the championship pool with a nine to two victory over Nunavut, who ended their 2021 briar journey at 0 and 8 Finally, in draw 17, Saskatchewan qualified for the championship pool and eliminated Nova Scotia with their 7-5 victory. And after the game, Matt Dunstone and Dustin Kidby of Team Saskatchewan spoke about how their team has put itself in a good position heading into the championship pool. Yeah, I feel awesome. I think uh, kind of after that Cooey game, that's where the focus turned. Let's, let's close this thing out, 6-2, and two, and, and put ourselves in the driver's seat. Um, I, I think we would have we taken this record at the beginning of the week and and, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that we still control our own destiny heading into the next round, and I think that's the spot you want to be in. Yeah, well said, Matty. I think going in, we were aiming to get 6-2, and two, and uh, boy, it's deader so far. So we're in the driver's seat and looking forward to the championship round. In draw 18 action, wildcard team McEwen ended their 2021 Briar journey with a 14-2 win over UConn. Team McEwen finishes with a record of 4-4, four and four, while UConn goes home with a record of 0-8. What more is there to say about Wayne Madaw and wildcard team Howard, who defeated Manitoba on Thursday night to finish the round robin at 7-1, while Manitoba finishes at 5-3. Both teams advanced to the championship pool. In a game that was delayed by 45 minutes after Steve Laycock of Team BC accidentally took a chunk out of the ice surface with his broom, Alberta defeated BC by a score of 7-5 on a shot by Brendan Botcher that would have had the crowd on its feet in any regular briar. And finally in draw 18, the Northwest Territories put an end to any potential tiebreakers when they defeated New Brunswick by a score of 10-6. With their win, the Northwest Territories finished 2-6, while New Brunswick fell just short of the championship pool with a record of 4-4. Four four. My guest today is Mark Kennedy of Team Northern Ontario, who joined me to discuss the up-and-down week of Team Jacobs and what it will take for them to make a push to the playoffs in the championship pool. Mark, you've now been in the bubble for the better part of a week. Just wondering if it's all gotten to be a grind yet for you or if you've been able to make the best of bubble life. I think the grind part is the curling. I think the you know, the quality of teams and the the energy exerted in the games to try to win is, is the grind. Um, I think the rest of it is uh, is actually the most relaxing briar we've ever had. I mean, there's no there's no engagements to be at. There's no um, you know there's no autograph signings. There's no up close and personals. You know, there's no uh, time or energy spent with families and fans. So I think from a rest standpoint and a relaxation, it's been the the best briar ever. Um, so I think the bubble itself uh, isn't hasn't really been a grind. It's just that the you know, the curling itself has just become so difficult with the, the uh, incredible teams. That, you know, that's the real grind. How would you best describe your team's week so far, uh, Mark? It uh, seems to have been like an up-and-down kind of week with some very good games and some more difficult games, of course. You know, we've, we've had our struggles. I mean, we haven't had, um, you know, no excuses. We just we haven't had a lot of really competitive games, so I think we're, we're kind of... You know, getting into the flow of things, we've had some great games. We played great against Botcher and, and Gunlagson, and then a couple of tough games. And really, for us, it's been a tale of, of two types of games. Either we uh, win the hammer and we're able to kind of control the game throughout, or um, 
or we lose the hammer and, and give up an early lead and we're, we're chasing the game the rest of the way. So, you know, but it's it's tough. I mean, these games usually come down to one or two shots and, and a couple of games we've been on the right side of the shots and the other games we've been on the other side of the shots. So, you know, it's a, it's a tough grind, but it's a tough grind for everybody. And, um, you know, we're still in it. I think it's when we were two and two and we still had four really tough games in front of us, if you told us we'd still be in it, would we take it? And uh, the answer is yes. You know, we're... We're five and three. We still have destiny in our own hands to get into those playoffs. So we'll just go on a bit of a run here and um, learn from our mistakes in the first few days and see how it goes. Mark, I know that throwing percentages are what they are and that many teams don't pay much attention to them. But last year, despite the fact that you had to grind to reach the playoffs, your team was still in the top five in shooting percentage. And this week, you're closer to ninth or tenth at each position. Is that a product of teams playing better this season at the Briar, or is it more a sign of the inconsistency you were just describing earlier? Yeah, there's a little bit of both. I I think there's also you know ice conditions and and rocks play a part into that. And, you know sometimes you get more consistent playing conditions. We've had a couple sheets out here that have that have tricked us. I think they've kind of tricked everybody. Um, but to be completely honest with you, I think the stats are a joke. I think they are usually at most briars. Sometimes you get situations where they're they're scoring really high, whether it's for TV or not, I don't know. And then other games you feel like you had the, the game of your life and they have you scored in the 70s. So, you know, we really don't pay much attention to that. Um, we've been in every game. We've had an opportunity in every game. Um, we've had some skips play really well against us and teams play well against us. And, you know, a couple of times we just didn't rise to the occasion. Uh, during the Scotties, uh, some of the teams love the ice, others not so much. There seemed to be nuances on the different sheets, and teams kept having to adapt from day-to-day, draw-to-draw even. What has the ice been like this week at the Briar? You, you know, it's a great surface. Um, we've been we've been tricked a few times. You know, I think the start of the week, there was a lot of curl. Um, it's definitely started to straighten out a little bit here. Uh, the speed paths, I think that's probably been the more tricky part. As You know, when you're watching games on TV, some rocks are kind of curling and slowing down, and others are staying out in the good stuff and running a bit heavy. Um, so the, the feel part has been probably the, the trickiest part that uh, most people have been working on. But, you know, we're certainly not going to use that as an excuse. It's uh, it's the same feel to play for everybody. So there's just times where we haven't as da- adapted as well as other teams, and, and that's what we're going to have to do if we want to be competitive here over the next uh, couple of days, hopefully. Now, your game against Manitoba on Wednesday got much attention because it tied the record for the fewest points by both teams in a game at the Briar. I thought it was an excellent game with several difficult shots made and some terrific rock placements by both teams. Can you talk about the game and how good and intense it was despite the fact that the score may have been low? Yeah, no, it was a great curling game. Um, you know, there was, uh, it was, you know, that strategy at its finest, just a little bit of cat and mouse and, you know, who's going to blink first and anytime. You know, I think we feel like we controlled it well, and we had them under some pressure. And any time that they were in big trouble, you know, with Jay's big hit weight ability, he just cleaned everything up. You know, that was the biggest reason for most of those blank ends. So, you know, from our perspective, it was it was well controlled. We certainly didn't need to push the issue once once we got ahead. And you know, that's just kind of the way it is. The other part of that is, to be honest, most teams out here struggle with the time clocks. You know, and we're one of the teams that struggle with those clocks. So, you know, when we get early in games, if we have a chance to gain some time by burning a couple of ends, you know, we do that on purpose in order to have enough time later in the game. So, you know, that's kind of how things got started yesterday, and, and Jay was happy to play along with us 
with a little bit more defense until later in the game. I thought it was a ter- terrific game. I, I don't think the score um, really showed both teams' willingness to, to make good shots. You know, I can think already of three or four really good shots by both skips to keep their teams in it, and, uh, you know, it is what it is. If, if we want to have more aggression and more points, then, um, you know, Curl Canada has to think about giving teams a little bit more time to make decisions and make more precise shots and look at more angles. You know, you look at the Grand Slam events, we have 33 minutes for eight ends, and here they give us 38 minutes for eight ends. So you, you've given us five minutes for two extra ends. I mean, we you got to move quick out there in order to have enough time later on. So that definitely has an impact on games like last night. As we speak, Mark, your team is guaranteed of at least a tiebreaker on Friday. That said, how hard will it be for you to sit back at the hotel tonight on Thursday watching the action unfold and not really know how to plan your Friday, basically? You know what, Frank? I don't think it's that hard um, from the perspective that we know we have a game tomorrow one way or the other. So I think we can prepare as though and expect to wake up in the morning and have an early tiebreaker. So, um, you know, we've had all day here to kind of relax and get rested. It's been a long eight games, and this is our draw-off. So we can, you know, just get refreshed and get relaxed and get feeling good and know that we're playing tomorrow. Whether it's two games or three games, I I don't think matters much to us. Um, We can just kind of sit back and relax as a team and watch and, um, you know, believe it or not, it, it's not as hard as uh, as you think it is. <laughs> so tell me about having Rick Lang on the bench as the coach for your team this week. Yeah, you know, Rick's um, Rick's fantastic. Uh, Rick has a, you know, obviously has a, a great pedigree, a great championship pe- pedigree, and, and a really high competitive IQ. So I think he knows um, what we go through in a week like this. He knows the levels of stress and stuff. So he's really good at managing that. Um, and he's also great at seeing some things that maybe we don't see, you know, things we could be doing or things we aren't doing. And uh, one of our goals as a team was to was to learn as events go on as opposed to, to just reacting. So we're trying to uh, learn some lessons and get better as the week goes on and try to build. And, um, you know, he's been great for kind of keeping us composed and focused and and ready to fight another day. So he's been a huge part of, of keeping this team going in the right direction. I know that you do some consulting with Curling Canada and have worked with several teams, including a number of the younger teams in the country. How exciting was it for you to see some of the young teams perform so well at the Scotties a couple of weeks ago, and now to watch several good young players getting a chance to be part of the Briar as well? Oh, it's, it's amazing. You know, the future of our sport is in good hands, and I think the more that those young teams can get on a national stage and compete and play um, it's great for them you know even this week for for Jim Cotter to bring Tyler Tardy as a fifth and um, for Jacques Gauthier to get here as well with uh, with Manitoba is um, it's so great for them just even to you know we saw them practicing here out in one of the evening practices just throwing rocks and getting used to the arena feel and that much curl and the rocks and the I know it's a different atmosphere, but they get to really watch these games up close and what these skips are doing and how they're playing. And Man, there's no no better way to learn. So um, I love it. I think it's great. And, um, you know, we've got some great young curlers in Canada that have an incredible willingness to learn from the best. And, you know, that's going to make curling in Canada just that much better as the years go on. And finally, Mark, if your team does qualify for the championship pool, what will your team need to do in the next couple of days to find the consistency required to make that push towards the playoffs? Yeah, well, obviously we'll have to play great. We'll have to just bring our best game. You know, we've done it before. I think um, knowing who we're playing will will probably help us dial in on what we need to do. 
um, you know, capitalize on opportunities and just support each other and play our best and, and hope we get a couple breaks along the way. And, yeah, that's all we can hope for. But, you know, we'll, we'll be ready to get out there and battle and compete as hard as we can until we're officially out of this thing. So that's kind of our approach going forward. And and uh, hopefully we're there playing tomorrow. And that does it for our Waking Up with the Briar episodes for the 2021 Briar. From the Hack, we'll be back with our Briar recap episode early next week. In the meantime, enjoy the Briar Championship pool, and we'll be back with you in a few days.